what's going on people is ab just a quick disclaimer in this pod we had a few technical difficulties with the microphone input so the sound isn't as crisp as it usually is on our podcast unfortunately i only found this out after we had recorded the podcast so it's impossible to get rid of it so i apologize this is only a hiccup i can assure you this is the last time it's going to happen i hope you understand thanks on people welcome to another episode of clutch pod as always i'm your host ab with me i got ray yeah yeah what's going on you man good yeah this midweek fixtures in the premier league was kind of surprising still bare upsets in that chelsea against bournemouth boy i said they lost 4-0 that's a big boy beating you know bro what's your reaction to that Listen, I've been saying <laughs> Sarri's due to get fired. How many times <laughs> have I said this on this podcast, fam? Sarri's due to get fired. He, he's not the type of manager that Chelsea needs, fam. And now they're out here getting smoked 4-0. That's the what, biggest loss in like two decades or something mad like that. Mm. So these guys, they're really playing like joke, man, fam. Yeah, I'm sorry in forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, obviously, he, his identity is to play um, fast-paced, Faster football in it, faster mm-hmm. in it. But um, obviously that's not Chelsea's identity in it to play that, you know, the way Napoli were playing. True, Chelsea's yeah. identity was always to play um direct and yeah. you know, strength in it. Target man, yeah, like joke isn't it? One of them, man. Yeah, and um obviously he's trying to go, he's trying to move past that. And I feel like if once you lose your identity um as part of the club, you're not, you're, you're not, you're most likely not going to be successful. Mm. I think Chelsea made a mistake signing Sarri. I, I thought about, I thought that from the beginning anyway. So I don't think he'd be successful anyway because he hasn't won a trophy. And he's yeah, 60 years he old. Hasn't. Yeah, he's 60 years old. And with Chelsea in general as well, the players they have here, you got um with me, whenever I watch Chelsea, if Hazard has a bad game, they don't play well. Yeah, yeah. Like they need Hazard to play well to actually have a good game. And I, like that's why um they are where they are now, isn't it? They're fifth now, obviously. Arsenal above them. We're going Arsenal later, but um, yeah, um, Chelsea, with Chelsea. Uh, what do you think, though? Obviously, so they've brought in Iguain and Morata's gone, so they've tried to step strengthen in position that they had weaknesses. So, what do you think, like the impact of Iguain will be in that Chelsea team? Listen, I think the problem goes beyond them having dead strikers. Cause really and truly, I feel like Sarri is too stubborn to adapt the system to the players he has. He wants right. everyone to fit into his system, yeah. and like, how do you have the best team in the world playing like one attacker or something? Like, to me, it doesn't make sense, obviously. And it, it, he bust case for what the first two months of prep, the guy was doing this thing. Oh, yeah, the Sarri ball, innit? Like, yeah. it was working, he was working, but I'm telling you, he's due to get fired, he's too stubborn. He reminds me of Marina, he literally reminds me. And how can he say after the game, uh, maybe he can't motivate the players? If you can't motivate that's, the players, that's... then you, should, you, might, you might as well leave. Yeah, that was a big statement, man. You mm. can't, you can't be dropping that, especially. You know Chelsea players in it, how they react to managers, man. You, look, they, they, they didn't allow Mourinho to get away with it. They won't allow Sarri to get away with it, man. If he stays till next season, they're finishing bomb half. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's peak though, because obviously you've been criticizing these players. You can't really be doing that, man. Four 0 fam. Four 0 though, but I can't lie. You gotta give credit man. to Bournemouth though, especially oh, yeah, Eddie Howe, like. That guy they bought, David Brooks, man, came yeah, from yeah, Sheffield yeah. United. Yeah, he's he's badding up in the Premier League, yeah. banged enough goals. Like, Eddie Howe's been playing football manager. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, but when do you think, yeah, it's time, like, they give Eddie Howe a chance at the big teams? I mean, when you deep it, Premier League, yeah, English Premier League, obviously one of the big leagues in the world. 
not a single English manager has won the Prem. Like, when do you think that they're going to start trusting these English managers with the big teams? Like, you think Eddie Howe's next up? I don't, I don't think they'll actually give him the opportunity to be next up. Like, unless the only way I'd see it is if Pochettino leaves Tottenham and yeah. he goes to Tottenham. Spurs but I don't see him going to any of the big six mm. because, like, I just feel like they'd want to prove a manager someone that's tried and tested rather than taking risks on a young manager like that. Like, even because you never know what happened. Like, Sean Dyche finished seventh with Burnley. Look where they are now. Yeah, they just signed Peter Crouch. <laughs> that's the most Burnley transfer ever. <laughs> they're, going, they're, they're not even going to tell him defender. They're just going to tell him stand in the other box. But you uh, think about that, really? Yeah, I agree. Um, T.Y. Uh, um, Eddie Howe's to go to a club, one of the big six. It'll be Spurs. You know, when you think about Pochettino, he came from Southampton. So it's kind of like a similar level. Mm, like, yeah, true. Um, so I feel like um, if Howe continues to, if Howe continues to um, perform, uh, allow Bournemouth to continue to play the way they are, then I feel like if Pochettino is to go to United, then the most likely, the most likely um, big six club you go to would be first. But yeah, I can't really see him go to any other one. Mm. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah, man, that's a big defeat for Chelsea, man. I uh, know a lot of people <laughs> criticizing Miguel already, saying that he doesn't look yeah. fit and things like that. But um, wait, I don't know, man, because I like Miguel, man. His goal scoring record at Napoli was just crazy. He equaled the number of Serie A goals in a single season, thirty six goals. Obviously, that was under Sarri in it. So I'm thinking, okay, you got Iguain, like you know him, you've managed him, you got Jorginho as well. Surely, like, you'll be able to get it right in it. But at the current moment of time, it's not really working out for them. So, but obviously, they did go through into the EFL Cup final to play Man City. So, we'll see if they can get a trophy then, innit? But, yeah, let's move on, though. What are we moving on to? The Gunners. What happened to the Gunners? 3-1, man. You lot beat Cardiff, yeah. 2-1, aye. It wasn't... It wasn't as a foregone conclusion, though. Like, we, we won, yeah, but we didn't perform well, man. Mm. First half, we were not good. They dominated us, which is embarrassing as well. They had chances, yeah, man. they had chances. We weren't, we, weren't, we weren't playing well. Second half, we stepped up a little bit, but it was mainly towards... Um, we should have had a pen, firstly. Um, Laka got... Um, he got fouled, but obviously Mike Dean, you know. Doesn't like Arsenal. Just shed us. But um yeah, uh, after the goal we scored a bit um I remember yeah, the pen. I feel like we started to maintain control and mm. then yes, yeah, so we got we got the win, but it wasn't convincing anyway and like still can't predict where Arsenal finish, man. Three points though, yeah, in the bag. Points, yeah, exactly. What do you think about that one T Y? To be fair, that kind of match reminds me of Basically, the way we played the entire start of the season. You see when we were going on that unbeaten room. Oh, right? yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say we looked hella unconvincing, <laughs> but we just literally banged two big goals. Like, it's, it's, mm. it, it reminds me of them times there where we just turn up in the second half, but the first half, I don't know where everyone is. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's not a convincing win. Like, I, I rate Emery for what he's done. It's a difficult job. No, it's hard, man. It's a very difficult Especially job. Especially when you can't even buy no You might have to loan players in. Big, big club like Arsenal. On the rules, though, where's the P, though? Um, it's gone to the LA Rams. Um, Arsenal have the most expensive tickets in the Prem. Big matching. And our stadium is a 60,000 seater. So he's getting bread from like ticket sales. Exactly. And you're telling me man, man can't even buy one player. And after low but you've got Ozil, who's sitting on over 300 bags a week, who's not playing. So, really and truly, like, behind the scenes, they need to pattern up the card. There's 
so many issues at Arsenal. Wow, like, that, yeah, that club. That's the Stan Kroenke guy, man. Him and his moustache need to cut. And, yeah, <laughs> they're just ruining Arsenal. Listen, whether we get top four or not, yeah. Yeah. This, this, this is all. This all comes down. This one starts from the top of the hierarchy, the board, to the players. E- every single one is responsible in it. Because um, when we, even when we had um Wenger, people put put, put in the name of Wenger, and yeah, fair enough, yeah, he wasn't, but he wasn't uh, at his best mm. towards the end of um of his time at Arsenal, innit? But um, when you come, when when you look at the um, like this this um transfer window right now, you couldn't afford a player, right? You couldn't afford players, to, um, you couldn't sign them. That's because a lot of players were tied down to expensive contracts that they didn't deserve. You've got players like Jenkinson on like 60k a week. Ridiculous. You've got players like Kolasinac on like 100k a week. Also that that um 350k a week. He shouldn't have got that. And then, um yeah, it's, it's these examples, isn't it? And that means we can't um get these um players um players that we need on the wage bill, it? Because there's a um there's a limit that yeah. the Premier League allows. And then you've got um you spend stupid money on listen. I like Aubameyang and Lacazette. Don't get twisted in it. Yeah. But um, if you're gonna sign Lacazette in the summer yeah. and then Aubameyang in Jan, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It didn't actually. It didn't make sense. It was a waste of money. Instead, you could you could have focused that 60 mil or something like centre back. But Aubameyang's done bits in it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the signings we've made have not made any sense. And now we've got Dennis Suarez in it. And listen, he he looks he, he he's he's a decent player, but he's a mediocre he's a mediocre signing overall, in my opinion. The media, the media, if the, you're mediocre at Barca, you're, you're going to be a baller in the Prem, boy. Especially in the Arsenal. I hope so, I hope so. <laughs> it, but, like, but he was mediocre at City before he was mediocre. He was at City? Yeah. Dennis Suarez? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Bro, I didn't even know that. It all starts from the top, man. Stan K now doing bits of LA Rams. Hopefully they lose the Super Bowl, innit? <laughs> Man, it's the whole sports, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it moving, though. One of the big shocks in the midweek fixtures. Newcastle beat Man City 2-1 at St. James's Park, you know. Big, big win for them. Obviously, Matt Ritchie scoring a pen as well. Aguero put them 1-0 up in, like, the first minute. But, yeah, man, that's a whew, that's a mad defeat for City now. They've lost to the likes of Palace, Leicester, and now Newcastle. So, what do you think is going on, man? What's going on with Pep, man? You see, I was reading a Sky Sports article today, yeah. And they'll, they'll, blame, they'll point it down to complacency. Because look at it, they they're not losing big matches. They're losing matches they should win. Mm. So because they went ahead so early in the game, it's just that like, I think I feel like they took their foot off the gas pedal and they thought, ah, oh, fuck it, straight up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know they've been smoking guys nine no <laughs> like, moving like it's cricket or something. So, yeah. but then like I think to, every time I look at Newcastle, I just think Benitez deserves so much That guy deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. You know what he's done in Newcastle, fam? <laughs> he's turned that team around, yeah, with zero peace. How can their club record signing be Michael Owen, yeah, from 05? Oh, 14 years ago. When I heard that, I was like, huh? It makes no sense. <clears throat> 20 mil for Michael Owen in 05. 05, fam. fam. Fam, that was FIFA, what, FIFA 04, fam. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first FIFA I bought, and they haven't bought anyone. Break, break that record since. So now, man, they, Benitez deserves so no, much does, credit. Exactly. We've seen. Yeah. I feel like after the season they had last year, hundred points, mm. the only um place they were going is down downwards. Uh, you got it's hard to replicate. Yeah, points, nah, I know what you mean. And like the seat, like the point they have. What? How many points they have they got? Have they got fifty six? Right now, 54? I believe it's fifty six. So, yeah, fifty six. Yeah. 
that's that's already a phenomenal achievement. At, um, but obviously Liverpool are overperforming as well. Mm. But the fact that they have fifty six points, they in any other season they'd be top of the table. But Liverpool are doing extremely well. But I feel like um yeah, it's it's hard. Like I think the the, the last team to win um two Prems in a row, I think it was United. Yep. Like 2008, was it? Something like that? Um, yeah, with three peaks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that just shows how hard it is mm. to um, replicate. I, I still think they're going to win the league. But, um, you still think like, so? Yeah, but I feel like they were never going to replicate um, last season's uh, title win. Yeah. Wait, did it, man? It was just. Yeah, no, nah, I see what you mean because that's a hard thing to replicate. But you what? Know. You think they're going to win the league, TY? No, nah, I feel like Liverpool. Liverpool can win it. I feel that like I hope not. I hope not. I hope not, man. Please, we but don't need what? that. I think City should use this season to prove that they can compete on a Europe. European mm-hmm. scale. Mm-hmm. If they, I need them, like for them to prove that they're a really elite team, they need to like at least touch like semi. Yeah, they need to. Otherwise, they're just like just. They're making us look like joke, man, because if they can dominate the Prem like that, then go to <laughs> Europe and get smoked. Exactly. What does that say about the Prem? Mm. But yeah, man. Um, As for me, boy, I don't know, you know. I still think City will win the league. I think half of that is more than hope than actual <laughs> belief. <laughs> like, you know, it's mad when you got a United fan wishing City can win the league because uh, we can't have Liverpool winning the league, man. No way, man. No, and happen. for those people that are saying, even before Liverpool played, because obviously City played before, even before Liverpool had the chance to extend the gap to seven points, there were people screaming, oh, yeah, Liverpool won the league. Like, they they forgot, yeah? That year, Leicester won the league, yeah? When City won the league, yeah? How many points were they clear with three games remaining? Was it not five? Yeah, they <laughs> Gerard slipped, <laughs> Never Park scored, and you're forgetting, when they played Palace, Dwight Hill scored a second half hat, and they drew 3-3. So, there's no way this is a foregone conclusion, yeah, like. No, there's no, still a lot no, of football no, to be played. Six City have a harder running though. You think so? Yeah. Oh yeah, they have to play Arsenal this weekend that's not and Chelsea. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not part of that running. Uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna come up to that later, but yeah, let's move on though. So Oli gonna Solskjaer's United, Man United. Uh, it was a it was a mad scare though. Two 0 down at home against Burnley. Eighty one minutes left, but then came Fergie time. You know what happens? The mentality goes up. The players start attacking. But yeah, we switched off that game, man. We were so poor. I feel like it's just sad watching one man play on the right wing, man, because he doesn't, he's not a right wing at all. He needs to play in the number 10 role, man. He hasn't got the pace or the ability to play on the wing. So, and he always cuts in, leaving Ashley Young has to drive all the way to the right wing, leaving us exposed. But yeah, man, Burnley, boy, the fire relegation. It's always these teams that want to come and cause us problems. Went 2 0 down. But yeah, um, Pogba scored a pen and we scored in the 92nd minute. Man, at Lindelof. So that was the first time we went down in a game and we got we got a draw out of it, man. If it was Mourinho, <laughs> we would have lost that game. So that yeah, game, I mean, yeah. we get a point. We're still unbeaten. I mean, we move, man. We could have easily lost that game. But yeah, yeah what do you think about that result for United? I think it, it shows some character, isn't it? Yeah. Go 2-0 down and like, make such a late comeback. Um, but obviously, like he was always bound to draw a game eventually. Like yeah, he, yeah, he couldn't yeah. just keep on winning and winning and winning. Like, that would just be unfair. <laughs> so, so like he was, I, I, he's done a brilliant job. Like no one can put that past him. So I don't know. I feel I feel like they'll continue going upwards. I feel like that was a game should have won. Uh, I know it's funny, but it was a big game anyway because you think about the fixtures that are coming up ahead. 
you've got um, Arsenal versus City, Chelsea versus um, City as well. Yeah. I mean, those, both teams, if you were to be a better man, you'd, you'd most likely say that um, City would win both. And that's why United need to, that's why United need to re, um, gain the points, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, as much points as possible, isn't it? And now you're two points behind, you could have been equal um, with Arsenal and um, Chelsea. Could have been in the top four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's even still, obviously, there's still um, a lot of games to go in it, and it's still tied between these three clubs. But, um, yeah, no, overall, uh, yeah, you can't be dropped, United can't be dropping points like the teams like Burnley anymore. But, yeah, um, let's move on, though. So, following City's defeat against Newcastle, Liverpool had the chance to extend the gap to seven points. That's the second time they've had that chance, you know. Knowing they bottled it, though, and they drew at Leicester 1-0, but they could have easily lost that match, you know. Leicester had a lot of chances, man. Obviously, they did take the lead early, though. Mane scoring, but, yeah, Leicester equalised through Maguire. Good chance, man. Mm, yeah. That header, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good chance. Mm. I like Leicester, you know. They, they like to upset the big teams. But with Liverpool, um, every, every single time an opportunity arises where they can extend the gap, they don't seem to do it. And that's why I have no confidence in them winning the league. And I don't want them to win the league anyway. But um, when it comes... Oh, yes, listen, they've got... They've probably got... Actually, no, I'm not going to say that, man. That's, no, they've got... What are you going to say? Huh? What are you going to say? They've got a better attack than City, but... Uh, Who? Bit, bit mad. Liverpool? Yeah. Um, as a unit, I would, I would, I would like that. As a unit. Is it? I'll say it's a bit, Liverpool, with Liverpool, ever since they've got Van Dijk, um, they've always they've looked much more stable. Um, it's obviously improved getting fair, but um, I don't know why I've got no faith in them, man. But ever since, you know what? It was because Mourinho, yeah. Before when is he when is he, when he was at United, he yeah. mentioned something important, something about football heritage. <laughs> and in the past, in the past Premier League history, Liverpool have always failed. That's why I have no faith in Liverpool. Because of football heritage, man, and I feel like City will always when it comes to when it comes to um win the league, and it comes to City, um if it's between City or Liverpool, I'm always in the back seat because of football heritage. That's it. Mm. So um yeah, man, for Liverpool, I don't know, man. I still feel like they don't have the men- that winning mentality, man. I don't think so. They don't have that winning mentality. To, obviously, they've built a solid squad. Their back four is looking decent. They they have the best team in the league, but whether or not I feel like they can go all the way and win win it, I really don't think so. And I hope they don't win it anyway, man. But I do feel like they're on the rise. They're gonna they're gonna be in contention for some serious silver oh, yeah. silverware for many years to come. That's yeah. a fact, man. But yeah, what do you think about that? T.Y.? I was gonna say, what do you think about Leicester? So obviously, I've been seeing about. Um, Cloud Pearls under pressure, and the, the Leicester fans are not really not really feeling too tough. They they want him out, or some of them do anyway. And obviously, right now, they're what eleven from the table. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're eleven from the table. Um, three points behind seventh place. So do you, do you? I don't know. Do you think that pressure is warranted? Do you think they should for be Leicester, better than they are? The main thing for Leicester is that um the style of play is the way is the way Claude <laughs> Puel's team is up because. Obviously, he has a very defensive approach in it, yeah. and that was for from his time in where was he before he went Leicester? He was in a Premier League team before, was it Southampton? From his time at Southampton, yeah. obviously in Southampton the mentality is different in it. They're like trying to survive, 
But with Leicester, obviously, they've had the extraordinary achievement, the fans, of seeing their team win the league. And some of them, it's deluded them to the fact that they can carry on, you know, playing that attacking football and creeping up the league table. But 11th for a team like Leicester is all right, man. Like, they're not really going to trouble the top six and they should be pushing for, I don't know, maybe a Europa League spot. But they do have a good quality. They have quality players, man. I mean, I like Madison. He's another player that yeah, that done the move from the championship. He was at Norwich last season. He's come Leicester, banging goals. Like, he's been doing his thing. Obviously, you've got your Vardy's in that as well. But yeah, what, what do you think about Leicester's ambitions, Ray? I think I feel like um, they're getting way too ahead of themselves. When I <laughs> to, uh, like, if you're, if you're thinking about sacking um, Pua, I don't think, I don't think that's justified at all. I feel like He's done. He's done a decent job so far with um Leicester. Obviously, they um their their season has been up and down, but um you said they're eleventh now, wouldn't it? Yeah. But they're three points behind them. So, so. there's no way. There's no way they should be sacking him because top six. I'm sorry, top six will remain top six for a long time in my opinion. Until like maybe some a billionaire comes in and tries to invest in like a team like Leicester or something. <laughs> but um, until that happens. There's top six is the way it is. So Leicester should be fine for seventh. And that's what they're doing right now. I feel like it's, it's way too early to try to think of sacking Puel, man. As long as they're in contention for seventh place, we're getting that Europa spot. Mm. But no reason for him to be sacked. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, let's move on to one of the top six teams, though. So Spurs, we all know the problems they've been facing. Obviously, Ali's out till March. Harry Kane's out till early March as well. Great. Son came back, instant impact, banged in a goal, and they narrowly beat Watford. 2-1 to keep the pressure on Liverpool and Man City at the top two. But yeah, one player I want to talk about though is Fernando Llorente. That guy, yeah. <laughs> Before, yeah, I used to think the worst player to play for a top six team was Morata, yeah. But now, the worst striker, I mean, because they've been some rubbish players in that show, <laughs> season, like Bakayoko. And, but yeah, now I'm starting to think it was Llorente, innit? Up until the 91st minute. Did you see the um sitter that he missed? Oh my days. <laughs> Like, his confidence is it just plummeted it's zero but at the same time I slightly feel sorry for a minute because Spurs yeah they're in that they're in a pickle whereby right, cool, they need a striker in it but they need a good striker but when you have a player like Harry Kane yeah who's going to want to no, bet to him for no, Harry no, no one's going to want to bet to him for him because he plays the most minutes and usually he, he's usually always fit as well like so it's it's hard for them to kind of find a replacement, but Lorente, yeah, that guy, he's he's just not quality, man. I mean, I, fair enough, you secure the three points for your team in the last minute, but I don't know, man. What do you think? I feel I feel bad for Poch, man, because uh, the team clearly needs more investment, but and Spurs they're not they're not backing him. Whether it's because of the stadium. Or, I don't know, man, maybe Daniel Levy being too tight with budget money. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, they remind me of Arsenal a little bit during, like, um, when we first transitioned from the Emirates Stadium, to the Emirates Stadium. Mm. Like, we were always, like, in top four, in the top four, uh, maybe um, contending for the title for, like, maybe a month. And then, uh, obviously, drifting away. Always contend in November. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, top four would always be solidified. And that's what I think Spurs are... Spurs are becoming right now, they're becoming more like us. They remind me of Arsenal from um, 07 to 2014, mm. when we, um, that transition from Highbury to Emirates when um, we didn't have enough funds because of the stadium development. Oh, yeah. And um, 
Yeah, like, so we, the Wenger would always um, mention top four being a trophy. And um, <laughs> obviously that used to um, piss Arsenal fans off. It pissed me off as well, don't get it twisted. But like, you can understand it now, um, um, why we why why Wenger was saying that. Because um, when you have teams like Man City and uh, Chelsea coming through, Ch- Chelsea as well, United, all had the big budgets. And now I kind of feel for Poch in that, in that way, because... Um, like he has no money at all. They've had they spent what nothing last year, no, literally nothing, 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 zero. And um, yeah, the team the team needs way more depth, man. Because mm. um, if you're gonna play in the Champions League, you're gonna play in um, the cup competitions, in the Premier League. It's a long season for them. Very long season. It's a long season, so they need they need backups. And now you got Kane injured, you got Delhi injured, um, like um, and they, they now they're playing. They got lucky with Son in it because Son, Son came back early from the Asian Cup. Yeah. Yeah, if he wasn't back, they would have been pissed. They've got no one else that's actually like good enough for Spurs, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, like, now they're playing Laurenti. Laurenti's not good enough for Spurs right nah, now. Man. He's past it, man. He's at 30 something. Yeah. Yeah, so it just shows, like, I feel so for a minute. I feel like he's overachieving with the Spurs team, man. I think he's a quality manager. If he goes to United, he'll improve them immensely, in my opinion. Yeah, so I'm worried, innit, if you um, might get quite botched. But as for Spurs, listen, if Daniel Levy's not going to um, give um, Pochettino a, a bigger budget in the summer or something like that, I think he has he has every right to leave, man. Honestly. Yeah. Um, he did come out and say something in an um, interview. Do you remember what he said? Oh, he's pissed. Oh, I forgot what he was saying, but he so, was talking about how he need, it's something, they need investment, man. Mm. He was talking about investment and, like, yeah, you can just you can just tell he's not he's not happy, but he's trying to be he's trying to be respect respectful and um mm. yeah because he's obviously a representative of Spurs, isn't it? You don't want to be talking about the financial situation. That's what I'm reading with you, not Poch. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's got class, man. Yeah, yeah. I actually feel I feel sorry for both Poch and Lorente. From <laughs> deeply, bro. <laughs> deeply, Lorente was actually a decent striker at one yeah, point in time, but now man. the guy's arse, bro. So okay, let me say arse, but he's not good enough. <laughs> He's not good, so like, and Poch, like, his team, I feel like he has the managerial ability to take Tottenham higher than they are yeah, right now. Yeah, you think but, so? Yeah, I think, he, I think, he higher than City and Liverpool. Liverpool. The budget. I, I reckon if they if they invested in them, they could compete. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant like the current yeah, team. No, 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 but like, with investment, I feel like he could take Spurs' place. It's not that I would want that, but, mm. but you know, I feel yeah. like he actually could. And now he's out here, he's having to resort to making players up. Fam. They came out with a nigga called Kyle Walker Peters. <laughs> they, they just they, copied the massive don and an extra name. <laughs> so from time you have to make players up, and you know it's techie from you have to bring up unknown guys. <laughs> Spurs, obviously they're sitting there third, two points off Man City, so they are seven points off the top. But yeah, um, moving on to the other fixtures that was in the midweek in the Premier League. So on Tuesday, Wolves comprehensive three 0 win against West Ham. Um, yeah, man, Jimenez banging in two goals. Wolves, I can't lie, man. I like that team a lot, I man. Them, man. I like I them lie. a lot, man. As a like, neutral, you can't hate them. You yeah. can't hate them, yeah. man. They've nicked yeah. points against the top six. I like their manager, but yeah. he looks yeah. out, he looks scary, though. Yeah. I said, Nuno Espirito Santo. Yeah. Uh, he's a bad man, though. Yeah, he's, he's a bad man, still. But, yeah, so that's a good win for them. Um, Huddersfield lost at home to Everton 1-0. Huddersfield, they look like they're in deep, deep. They look like they're getting relegated. Fulham won. Oh, yeah, Fulham, aye, FFC. <laughs> but, yeah, big, big win for Fulham. They were 2-0 down against Brighton. Glenn Murray banged in two goals after 20 minutes. 
They came back second half. I don't know what Ranieri said to them, but he needs to keep saying that same thing for the rest of the season. <laughs> Mitch Bitch banging in two goals. That's 10 for the season. If you remember, in the first episode of the pod, I said Mitch Bitch is going to score 12 to 15 Premier League goals, and he's got 10, and we just hit February. So that prediction is going to come true. <laughs> but yeah, and nah, it's a good way for Fulham. Obviously, they're still in the relegation zone. So they still have a lot to fight for, man. That's it, Kamara got sent. Okay. Oh, yeah, they sent Abubakar Kamara. <laughs> that guy, yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. No, I'm telling you, he was a roadman in France. No one knew Definitely. him. Definitely. He tried to scrap Mitrovic for the penalty. No, man. Tried to scrap in yoga. Missed it. <laughs> tried to fight. How do you fight a man in yoga? It's supposed to be peaceful, That's bro. the most peaceful exercise. As well. <laughs> that guy, that guy just screams aggression. <laughs> <laughs> Big man, <laughs> but yeah, man. So good, big win for Fulham, and the games on Wednesday. Um, Southampton drew one all at Crystal Palace. Zaha scored and got sent off, so he was doing it all. But now, nah, man, I feel this frustration though, man, because obviously being a player that he is, you know, like the chicory that he has, like that can piss off defenders though. <laughs> but so they do tend to like foul him aggressively, innit? And I feel like obviously that South London in him just said, "Fuck these <laughs> man." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he got sent off that was the last of the Premier League results obviously it was deadline day well it currently is deadline day at the point of this recording so bare transfer news is coming in and out obviously we heard about Newcastle finally breaking their transfer record they bought what's his name Miguel Almirion from the MLS that's yeah. mad though because it'll be interesting to see like because we all know MLS is just a joke yeah, like, we were linked to him though huh? uh, we were linked to him early on Arsenal yeah uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see how he does turn out. I just hope for Newcastle's sake that he turns out good. Because when you don't break your record in 15 years, yeah, you have to be sick, fam. If he doesn't score a goal in the first three games, yeah. No, that, that club and his fans is way better than Mike Ashley, man. Yeah, man. Way better. They've that's, actually that's got a big a club. Yeah, it's a big club. Man, that's a big city. Sunderland and Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they loud that place up, fam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They scream on the wall. A couple other transfer news. So obviously Peter Crouch went Burnley. <laughs> such a yeah, such a Burnley move. And um one thing, this is a surprising transfer though. Um Leicester got Yuri Tielemans, you know, from Monaco on loan. Oh, yeah, cool. He was highly rated, man. Yeah, yeah. Like he was a baller fan. That guy on like all the old pieces and FM from that guy was like, you know what I'm promising one yeah. that guy always made it to the top. <laughs> but yeah, so We'll see how he fits in there. What other news was there? Obviously, Anthony Marshall signed a five-year contract extension. So, five more years of Marshall FC. We move. We move, lads. Black excellence. We're coming, man. We're coming. So, yeah. um, We didn't really buy anyone. I'm not surprised. I don't really expect United to buy anyone. Obviously, we do. We're in a situation where by Solskjaer is an interim manager, isn't it? So, even though he would have the best interest of the team at heart, like it's hard to, you know, try and get players, especially in January, innit? Like, I think, I don't know what the statistic was, but a lot of January players, yeah, they do tend to flop, man. Because obviously, most of them are panic buyers. But one player that did leave United, Mara Fellaini, has been at United from like 013. I didn't know how to feel about that, you know? You him a lot, man. Nah, man, I can't lie, he deserves more respect, man. Yeah. Obviously, the way he plays, yeah, it's not really it's in not United's DNA, but nah, not... he scored some crucial goals yeah, for us. Crucial goals for us. When they slap him in the box in that last minute, yeah, you know he's like, dropping. So obviously I'm thankful for what he's done in it. Obviously he's getting China, he's securing the bag. Big up him, man. Um oh yeah, so Chelsea, 
Chelsea, they're boying it, man. They they need to let Hudson Odoi go, man. He just wants to play football. This guy was looking at Sway like he was due to burn, But yeah, man. Um, William was linked with a move away. Like I don't know. Chelsea rated him highly though, cause the bids that were coming in for him, yeah, PSG. There's no point in hostage if you're not gonna pay. Chelsea, the fans don't like him, man. Yeah. Like, you know, nah, no, they don't. They don't This weekend's Premier League fixtures. We've got some I'm big games. Nah, obviously on Sunday. Sunday is the big one. Obviously Arsenal travel to the Etihad to play Man City. Jeez. I hope so, innit? But I hope I'm wrong, innit? He's going to play Carl Jenkins in a right back. 
Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Is he not on loan? Wait, is he in New Man's team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fully in the squad. Okay, yeah. he's better than Lichstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Lichstein. take him over Lichstein. I can't stand that guy. Yeah. No, I thought he was on loan or something. Lichstein only goes on the pitch to beef games. <laughs> yeah, other Premier League games. So Leicester hosts Man United in the early game right before City plays Arsenal. It should be, it'll be an interesting game, innit? So Leicester, obviously they got that draw against Liverpool. Playing against United, I hope we do get that win because obviously with Arsenal playing Man City, it's yeah. time for us to like you know close the gap oh, in it, especially when Man City play Chelsea the week after. So oh. I did put my neck on the line and say we'll be in the top four in two weeks. So hopefully we are because I'm tired of all this. Ah, oh, seven wins in a row, sick. All these goals, sick. Like we've been sick for a minute, innit? But I'm trying to say, yeah, we're closing the gap. So hopefully we do get all three points and um. But other top six teams in action. Chelsea play Huddersfield at home. So, the way it looks like, that's an easy three points. But you never know. (laughs) You actually never know. And then Tottenham play Newcastle. Yeah, I think that wraps up the Premier League segment. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Clutch underscore pod. Moving on to the NBA segment now. Boy, there's been some big, big news in the NBA. Whilst I was recording the Premier League segment, yeah... A wars bomb just came in, fam, from Adrian Wojnarowski, from none other. But yeah, some mad news. Apparently, Chris Zingas is being dealt to the Dallas Mavericks for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, and a pick. That is a huge trade. Like, if you don't know, obviously, Chris Zingas, he hasn't even played this season. He's been injured from last year. And yeah, he's often expressed his displeasure at the New York Knicks organization. Who can blame him? Because that organization, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but boy, they they just need I don't know what it is, but the city of New York, their man, they deserve much better, man. Because these men have just shown that they're clearly cut above their depth. They've shown time and time again, they've shown how incompetent they are as owners. So yeah, Port Zingas going to the Mavs. Team up with Luka Doncic, boy. That puts Dallas right in the playoffs discussion straight away. I don't care what anyone says, because obviously we all know the season Doncic is having. Put Zingis, we all know what he's capable of. 7-3, the unicorn, big, big power forward, teaming up with Doncic. Obviously, I would have liked to see DeAndre Jordan in there as well, but because... In order for the salaries to match, he just has to go to New York. So he'll be there alongside DSJ. So Dennis Smith Jr. So New York have that point guard. Yeah, I really don't know what to think about the trade. All I can think about is, obviously, DeAndre Jordan, he's an expiring contract. So I feel like the Knicks, they're trying to clear cap space to sign a marquee free agent. But who in their right mind will want to go to New York at this current state? I don't know. I don't think anybody will want to go there. Like, right now, that organisation is just a mess. So, yeah, that is huge, huge trade news, boy. Porzingis to the Mavs. You heard it here first. <laughs> but, yeah, other trade news. So, probably one of the worst-kept secrets in basketball. Anthony Davis obviously demanded a trade from New Orleans. So, he's trying to force his way out. Boy, that 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 news came in earlier this week. So, um, yeah, we all know he is eligible for the Supermax. So five year, two hundred and forty mil, I believe. So he's he's gonna turn that down. Obviously, he did sign with Clutch Sports, LeBron James agent, Rich Paul. Everyone just automatically thinks he is gonna become a Laker. But boy, it's easier said than done because number one, the trade assets. Number two, we all know Boston are, are 
interested in acquiring him as well. But due to the Derek Rose rule, they can't trade for him until the offseason unless Kyrie is involved in the trade. And I don't really think they want to trade Kyrie. So um, it's really right now down to the Lakers and whether or not the Pelicans want to trade him right now or hold off to the offseason where they can see who's offering what. So with the Anthony Davis situation, um, me personally, I want to see him link up with, the, with LeBron. I want to see him go to the Lakers. I want to see LeBron, one of my favourite players in the NBA currently. I want to see him win in LA, innit? And a lot of people want to see that happen as well. But the only thing is, is the assets. I don't think, yeah, that the Lakers have enough assets that uh, that enable them to trade for Anthony Davis. Because when you talk about Anthony Davis, this guy, yeah, is an MVP candidate every year. He's only 25, yeah? So he has another 10 years of prime, prime NBA form in it. And right now, he has a career high in points per game, rebounds per game, blocks, steals, assists. So he is in ripe condition. So when you look at the assets that the Lakers have, they have a lot of good young players. Obviously, your Brandon Ingrams, Kyle Kuzma's, Josh Hart, all their man there. But when you talk about Anthony Davis, I don't think that's enough, man. A lot of people were saying that uh, Magic Johnson should or Rob Pelinka should do a deal where take anyone on the team but LeBron and for AD. And I can't lie, um, <clears throat> that's that's the only way I see it happening. Like, they have to empty everything. Ingram has to go, Kuzma has to go, Bull has to go, Hart has to go, Zubac has to go, if Magic has to go as well, trade that nigga for AD, even if they have to give up the staple centre, bro. They need AD. They can build from scratch, in it. LeBron and AD, they, they can fill the rest of the roster around whatever it's vets or minimum guys, G League guys, whatever, man. But they need to go all in for him. At the same time, they can't show that they're desperate as well because obviously it'll be tough. But um, the likelihood of it happening is really up and down. Like one day is promising, the next day it's not promising. So yesterday we heard that the, the Pelicans GM wasn't even picking up the phone when Magic was trying to call him. When Magic was trying to call him, man said he put the phone airplane mode. <laughs> and it was interesting to see as well, because if they did have the max slot, they would be able to free up cap space to, have, to sign another marquee free agent in the offseason. Um, and a lot of reports were coming out saying that if they did grab AD, that Clay was potentially interested in making the switch to LA. So was Kyrie <laughs> looking to reunite with LeBron. So I feel like... If they do acquire Anthony Davis, that will pave the way for them to acquire another superstar. And the Lakers will be back in showtime and they will be another contention for the NBA championship. But yeah, as for now, we just have to wait and see. A lot of different reports have been coming out. So um, yesterday, <laughs> the Pelicans GM wasn't picking up the phone and Magic was trying to call him. Today, he did pick up the phone and Magic did. These are all reports, by the way. Magic Johnson did offer Lonzo. Kuzma, Ingram, Zubac, and a first-round pick for Anthony Davis. So we'll just have to wait and see whether the Pelicans do store the deal or whether they do, in fact, let him go. But obviously, the trade deadline is February the 8th, so they have just about a week to get it done. Will they get it done in that time? I don't think they will because this is not just a normal role player or like uh, all-star caliber player. This is an MVP candidate. So in order for the move to go through, it's going to have to take a lot of time and there's going to be a lot of technicalities involved in things like that. But yeah, um, moving on to other potential suitors for AD. We all know Boston have shown a lot of interest in him. 
they probably have the best assets to trade for him. But due to the Derek Rose rule, as I spoke about before, they cannot have Kyrie and AD on the same team right now. So either they trade Kyrie or they have to wait till the offseason. And if they do wait till the offseason, they have good young players. I mean, the Terry Rosiers, your Jalen Browns, your Jason Tatums, Marcus Smart, all these players, they're good tradable assets that the Celtics can use to acquire AD. So the only thing is, is that AD did come out and publicise the trade during this trade window. So I don't know if that's him saying that to Magic and Rob Pelinka, come and get me, or it's just a general shout to say, listen, I'm tired of this. But we just have to wait and see until the trade deadline. And yeah, other like dark horses for AD was like the Trailblazers, the Knicks. Obviously, with this Porzingis deal, I don't know what they're trying to do. But um, yeah, let's move on though to other aspects that's been happening in NBA. So um, a couple nights ago, very sad news: Pacers star shooting guard Victor Oladipo went down with a knee injury, and he's been ruled out for the season. That's bad news for the Pacers because they've been going well in the East. They're currently third in the East. They were like they were probably the dark horses to come out to come out of the East. I mean, they had good players, Domantas Sabonis, Miles Turner's leading the league in blocks. Like they were playing well as a Nate McMillan. He's been you know, coaching them well. So that was a huge blow for them, man. And I feel like that does affect the shape of the East because I don't feel that the Pacers will finish third in the East right now, especially when you've got the Sixers and the Celtics slowly closing the gap between them. So whether or not... We'll, I strongly believe they will be a playoff team because they have enough quality to um, ride the wave, even without all the depot. But whether or not they'll finish in the top four, I don't know. I still feel like Boston and Philly will overtake them. So, yeah, man. Um, the surgery was successful for Oladipo. He did tweet that. So, just prayers up for him. Hopefully, he does get fit quickly. And we'll see him on the court soon, man. Because he's a player that I like, man, Oladipo. Obviously, he did win NBA Most Improved Player last year. Moving on to All-Star. So, we all know... Coming up, All-Star Weekend's coming up soon. It's in Charlotte in North Carolina, one of my favourite times of the year. You know, you've got the All-Star captains now. You've got the, they can choose in like a playground-style draft, which is going to be televised. So that's, which is going to be televised. So, you know, that's going to be fun to watch whoever gets last pick. You know, they're going to get roasted. Interesting to see who LeBron picks. Obviously, he got the most votes in the out west. And who Yanis picks as well, being that he got the most votes in the east. So, yeah, um, and also the All-Star Reserves are also going to be announced tonight. Hopefully, Doncic can get into All-Star conversation as well. He did get a lot of votes from the public, so whether or not the media or the, his fellow players will back him, we'll just have to wait and see. So, yeah, also another um, aspect to the All-Star Challenge, to the All-Star Weekend, is the three-point challenge. So, Seth Curry's been... Uh, he, he's going to be in the three-point challenge. He's going to be going up against his older brother, Steph. So that'll be interesting to see th those two brothers battling it out. And big up Seth Curry, man, because for a while he was leading the league in three-point field goal percentage. And if you know, that was not the Curry most people would expect to lead the league in three-point percentage. So, yeah. Also in all part of All-Star Weekend is the Rising Star Challenge. So, you know, all the up-and-coming young players is in a Team World versus Team USA type scenario so all the players across the world against the USA players the rosters include at uh, in rest of the world Ben Simmons Luka Doncic Laurie Markkinen Bogdanovic so yeah for Team US you got your Lonzo Balls your Jarrett Allen Jaron Jackson Jr your Kuzma's Mitchells Tatum's Trey Young De'Aaron Fox 
So, yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup, man. There's a lot of quality young players there that could that could take over the NBA for many years to come in the next, you know, five to ten years. So, yeah, that'll be an interesting watch. Going back to the Christmas Porzingis trade, because this is just a new development. So, yeah, it's literally happening out whilst I'm recording. So, new updates are coming in every couple of minutes. So, the full trade details. The Knicks acquired Dennis Smith Jr., who the Mavericks have been trying to trade for a long time, man. I really feel sorry for the kid because they did say at first they wasn't going to trade him. Then they tried to shop him around behind his back and all that. So, now they're finally going to trade him. So, it's DSJ, DeAndre Jordan, who the Mavs just acquired this season. Um, He's on a one-year deal as well, expiring contract. Where's Matthews and the pick? So that's what the Knicks receive. The Mavericks receive, obviously, Kristaps Porzingis, Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway Jr. So the way I see it is the Knicks, they're going all out to try and free up as much salary cap as they can to get a marquee free agent. Um, it's calculated at the moment that this has now put their salary cap at $74 million. So that is enough for two max slots for two marquee free agents. But the question is whether or not the Knicks can acquire those players because the way the Knicks organization is run is just a joke. I mean, you don't even need to watch first take to see Stephen A and Max Kellerman get onto them. Like, you can see it for yourself. The way that organization is set up is just a mess. So I don't know any marquee free agent who would want to come to New York to play basketball, man. Because it's more than just, right, cool, New York is a big market, whatnot. So... Uh, um, it's showtime as well, whatever. But I don't think anyone would go there. I'm talking KD, Clay, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, um, Kawhi, even Chris Middleton. Like, why would you want to go to New York the way it is right now? So that's the only way I see it. The only thing I, the only thing I think will be hope for them is if they manage to draft Zion Williamson because that guy is special, man. That's the only person who can save the next franchise right now. Zion Williamson. Obviously, as I said before, the trade deadline is on February the 8th. So there's still a lot of rumours and stuff to, to sort out. Um, quick Philly news. Obviously, they've been showing interest in Dwayne Dedman, the Atlanta Hawks centre, you know, for um, bench depth. But I, I was reading that it would require former number one pick Markel Fultz. So I don't think Elton Brand is stupid enough to do that trade. Because obviously Markel Fultz, he hasn't lived up to potential so far. But he does have a whole load of potential, man. And I still feel like they believe in him, man. And I believe in him, man. And that's all that matters. <laughs> no, but I'm joking. But seriously, though, um, yeah, a lot of teams have been deciding whether or not they're just going to, you know, tank, rebuild contend so it's a crucial part of the NBA season right now obviously the Memphis Grizzlies they've gone full-on tank mode they're trying to trade their um Mike Conley and Mark Gasol so yeah man uh it's just it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next eight days and stay tuned follow us on Twitter at clutch underscore pod for the latest updates and our opinions I feel like that's about it don't forget to follow us on Twitter at clutch underscore pod and also the other streaming platforms were on Spotify SoundCloud and also iTunes at Clutch. I'm your host, AB. I'll be back same time next week.